On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how it is virtually impossible to thrive without opposition in your life on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life once all at a time. And I'm so glad to be with you today. And I want to talk to you today about the idea of, of opposition and, uh, and the idea that 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 just having a blessed life without struggle is is not only theologically uh, impossible, but it's inaccurate. It just doesn't happen. Um, you can't have one without the other. And I want to read a scripture to you. Then I'm going to read a little poem uh, written by uh, 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 Annie Johnson Flint uh, from who, that was quoted in in the great devotional called Streams in the Desert, which is my favorite devotional of all time. If you've read that. You'll know what I mean, and you can make a comment on that. But, but uh, here are the, here's two scriptures in tension I want to put together that, that this devotion that I read kind of put them in tension. Right? This was their idea, but I want to, I want to kind of speak into this today. And he, he, here's two scriptures in tension. Genesis 42, 36, the words of Jacob. Everything is against me. Do you ever feel like that? Then there's Romans 8, 28. All things God works for the good of those who love him. And these two scriptures stand in full tension with each other. And one is pulling, the other is pushing. One is kind of doing one thing and one is doing the other. And we find that without this tension, you really can't have any kind of um, forward forward movement. And so, here's the poem I want to read to you from Annie Johnson Flint, where and she wrote this during the Industrial Revolution, so it has a lot of you know steampunkish language in it in, and uh, detail about machines and steam and all these things. She says in a factory building there are wheels and gearings, there are uh, cranks and pulleys, beltings, uh, tight or slack. Some are whirling swirly, uh, swiftly. Some are turning slowly. Some are thrusting forward. Uh, some are pulling back. Uh, some are smooth and silent, some are rough and noisy, pounding, rattling, clanking, moving with a jerk, in a wild confusion, in a seeming chaos, lifting, pushing, driving, but they do their work from the mightiest lever to the tiniest pinion. All things move together for the purpose planned, and behind the working is a mind-controlling and a force directing and a guiding hand. So what a beautiful way to put it. And, and I'm going to really speak into this because I wish I would have thought of you know, to write something like that, but I'm not that smart. But this tells us basically that, that you can't have balance without a counterbalance. You can't have forward movement without resistance. And you can't have joy without troubles. Peace without misery, power without process, boldness without fear. Uh, it's impossible. And this is why, you know, there's been a theology out there for many years that is an extreme, it's an extreme faith teaching because I, I'm convinced that we have to have faith and that God does break through for us and He does miracles and all these things. I believe in that. Um, but sometimes there's this impression that life is always this successful thing that you're always going to make it and, and there's always this beautiful Hollywood ending with a setting sun and beautiful scenery and everything is wonderful. And 
uh, I asked one question, how's that working out for you? You know, has it really happened to you every day of your life? And, and if it has, I would question that um, because I, I don't think life, I know life doesn't work that way. I've been wrong long enough. But what must happen for all things to really work out? Because if we only read one part of that verse, well, all things work together for good, then we're going to miss it. And, and that's, that's my, my first point I want to give you today. Um, it, is, it is this point. We have to surrender our one-sided equation that everything's always going to have this perfect, nice, neat ending with, with a bow tied on it and, and everyone's happy at the end. Um, in fact, I just read the other day Paul talking about that whether God glorifies him in his death or in his, you know, in his life or by his death, He's 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 ready to go. He's ready. He's he's going to win anyway, and that's an amazing way of putting it. That Paul offered his body to God and said, "If, if you choose to let me die in prison, instead of continue to you know to preach the gospel wherever I go, either way, you're going to bring good out of this." And this is what I mean by combining the negative and the positive. And again, in the scriptures, right Romans. Uh, Romans uh, 8.28 says, All things God works for the good of those who love Him. And this, this scripture is very powerful, but you have to hold it in tension with Jacob's words of all things are against me, right? And human nature is, is this. We want blessing without struggle. We want prosperity without endurance. We want success without failures. We want joy without sadness. And this is, this is our kind of, you know, Hey, it is what it is, right? We're human beings. It, it, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have victory all the time. But if you're realistic, you realize that not everything will be a victory in life. In fact, there's another scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 8, where Paul speaks these words. He says, but I, I'll stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work has been opened to me and there are many who oppose me. Now, now notice, notice those words there, that on, on, on the one hand, you have this positive door that is open to him, but on the other hand, you have this negative, negative opposition to, to what's going on here. And, but doesn't God want to simply bless me? Doesn't God want to, you know, me to have this abundant life? Absolutely he does, but it's never without struggle. It's never without trial and tribulation and testing. The question is, how does God do it? How does God bring us into a place of blessing and prosperity and forward movement? Again, think about a power plant, right? Um, we read that wonderful poem. Uh, but in a power plant, think about these giant turbines, these modern power plants. Those things, they spin, man. They, they, they create friction to create power. And, and if I'm misquoting you know, the, the physics of this, forgive me, but it's only a metaphor. It's only an illustration here. Here's the point. The blessings rarely come without experiencing opposition in our lives. And this is why uh, in Acts it says this. It says, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And this, this is a scripture that is, that is very powerful because it gives us insights as to, as to what is going on in the world, right? And and here it is again. I just want to give you that. But the point being that that uh, we we as as people, right? We as Christians, we as 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 human beings, it's human nature to want to have 
all the good stuff. There's nothing wrong with that technically. But God loves us so much that he says, you know, I'm going to allow you to grow this way instead. Um, so th this scripture gives us a hint that a one-sided equation of blessing only can never work. Breakthrough cannot come without opposition. And sometimes uh, in, in, in some rare obscure theologies, you know, people believe, well, you know, if, if, if I'm going through something, I have to deny it, right? If, if, I'm, if I feel symptoms, I have to deny those symptoms and say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know. Um, there's a difference between declaring God's word and saying, Lord, I believe your word against the sickness to flat out denial of a symptom. I believe that God embraces our humanity and struggle as it is, and he, he helps us through it and he breaks us through it, right? So, so we have to give up this one-sided equation, but we have to also do one other thing in, in, this, in this story that we're talking about today. And the other thing is, is simply that, that uh, when, we, um, when we're on this journey in Christ, right, we have to combine, we have to combine both sides of that equation. And that combination looks something like this. Right? On the one hand, you have everything is, is against me, right? Jacob's words. On the other hand, you have all things God works for the good of those who love him. And that equals forward movement. And, and there's something beautiful about that forward movement that says, you know what? Even though I'm, I'm facing trials right now and, you know, this time of year I just always struggle with depression and opposition and all these things, God is going to get me through this by his grace. This is how machines work. This is how power is made. There is always resistance. There is always friction. There is always opposition of some kind. A car motor is a miracle when you think about it. It's a controlled explosion. And I'm thinking about motors. I know in the future, you know, we have car batteries where it'll be all battery run. And, you know, we have that now. And cars that can go for hundreds of miles, you know, on, on a battery now. Uh, but I'm thinking, again, in, in combustion terms, that, that a car is really a controlled explosion that moves you forward. And this is why Jacob in the throes of deep trials, uh, he said, basically, uh, he said this. Jacob said this. He said, Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And this is Jacob embracing both sides of the equation. He's saying, you know what? I know that God is good, but I also know that we struggle. I know that God is faithful, but I also know that we all go through the fire. And we find that, that in, in the scriptures, there is never a one-sided idea. And when God wants to bring great blessing and growth into your life, He also brings resistance. That, that's part of the deal. In fact, you know, the scriptures we've been reading, all things work for good to those who love Him. All things, what does that mean? It means all things. It means negative and positive. It means dark and light. It means things that are... You know, and it's taken from a, an apothecary term where, you know, pharmacist term where poisons and herbs were created and mixed to give life-giving medicine. And so you have to mix them, right? And this is how God works. So there, there's one, one more thing we can do today as we, as we look to the future and as we look to, you know, this year and what God is doing. And, and that is this, that we must be willing to see beyond the contradictions, that's real faith. Real faith, I think we said this in our last podcast, real faith is not afraid to tackle and confront the elephant in the room of, of my own life, you know, my, my doubts about God and my, 
my offenses about God and all these things. Real faith is not afraid to deal with that. And the Christian walk is filled with paradoxes and inconsistencies and discrepancies that all appear to be the very opposite of the love of God. In fact, how often, if you're really honest, how often have you not felt God's love? You felt abandoned or rejected or like He didn't really care because He didn't give you what what you thought you needed, right? And I think we've all been there if we're normal and if we're honest. And But we must combine both equations. We must give God room for breakthrough and for miracles and for healings and the ability to blow our minds. And, and we must not be weary in well-doing because, as the scriptures say, you know, if, if we keep sowing, we're going we're gonna to reap eventually if we don't faint, right? If we don't fall over and just quit. So don't quit ever. And, and let God be your, your, your strength in this season right now. Don't, don't be afraid to walk boldly in the face of your doubts. Don't be afraid of your doubts. Don't be afraid of your anger or your frustration with God because that is your humanity coming out. Let God deal with it. And when He deals with it, it's not going to be in this punitive, nasty way where He just beats up on you. God doesn't do that. He loves you like a child. What parent, if their child has doubts about them, would just begin... Uh, you know, administering corporal punishment. You know, a parent wouldn't do that, but a parent loves their child and says, honey, let's, let me explain how it works. Let me, let me help you to understand this. And that's how God works with us. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a like and uh, subscribe to the channel and recommend this to a friend. We're trying to grow our channel. Check out soul02.com and our YouTube channel. And we're also on Facebook. So until next time, so glad to be with you. God bless you.